There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at usaa.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Fortman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center, One Church in Global Locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. Times how you have a Bible, lift a hand, put something in the air, put it up there like you do care because you are in your banner year. That's your best year yet. Let's say this together. Because I am unconditionally loved by God and at harvest, I come to God as I am. Through today's life-giving message, I won't stay as I am. This is my banner year, which is my best year yet in Jesus' name. Remain standing. I want you to flip over to Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22, first book of what we call the New Testament. Matthew, who was a tax collector. And many people didn't think he had any business even being around Jesus because his past indicated that he did uh, not have any present tense purpose with Jesus. But what I love about him is that it doesn't matter what your past is. In fact, in fact, the worse your past, the greater candidate you are for having present tense purpose as it relates to God. We just encourage somebody next to you to say it doesn't matter how bad your past is. Say you can still be used by God. Say, in fact, that's what qualifies you. Matthew twenty two thirty six. 36, it says, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Law refers to the Torah, the first five books of the Bible. Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God, say it with me, church, with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Verse 38, this is the first and great commandment. In other words, Jesus says, everything they said boils down to that. But look at verse 39, and he says, and the second is like it. Now, they asked him about one, but he said, I can't give you one without the other because it's not enough for you to just love God because a lot of people say, well, me and God are good, but you're horrible with other people. He says, he says there's another one that's extremely important. Verse 39, he says, and the second one is like it. Say it with me, church. I says, you shall love your neighbor. Look at your neighbor on your left and right. That's your neighbor. That's your neighbor. So neighbor just means anybody. Not, not just who you live next to. Not just who your cubicle is next to. It, it, that's, that's anybody else. Say anybody else. He says, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. As there is a mathematical term which means equal to. So he says, watch this, the way you love you is the way you'll love people. So if you have problem loving people, don't try to fix that problem first. Fix the way you love yourself first. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Verse 40, on these two commandments hang all of the law. And then Jesus adds and says, not just the law or Torah, the first five books of the Bible. He says, and the prophets. In other words, he says, everything y'all know hangs on loving God, loving people, loving life. Amen. But go back to verse 39. The verse 39 is it. He says, and the second is like it. Say it with me, church. 
Say it like an army. That whole verse. One, two, ready, read. Do me a favor and encourage somebody by telling them today's message title. Say, neighbor, today begins you evolving your ass. Father, preach to us, speak to us now that we would move and walk in what you have ordained. Give us the ability to not just be hearers of this word, but to be doers of this word so that we would evolve our as. You told us that we would love our neighbors as ourselves, which means to fix our relationships with people. The first one we got to fix is with you, but then the second one is with ourselves. And so in the name of Jesus, I declare that not only are we we going to look at how we love, but we're going to learn from it and we're going to love better. Why? Because this is our banner year, which means it's our best year yet marked by significant accomplishment and achievement and we're going to excel and have banner love and our banner near and if you believe it give him praise wherever you are you can be seated in the presence of the Lord. We started this year uh, with the series Blueprints to a Banner Year, which means your best year. And in that series, we made one resolution, which was to resolve to evolve because nothing's going to be better this year unless you are. Touch your neighbor, say nothing will be better this year unless you are. And I've been saying it to you. I'm going to say it again. It's evolution time in your life, which means it's time to advance. It's time to grow. It's time to progress. It's time to expand, time to unfold, time to transform. I think some Falcons fans would say it's time to rise up and go through the process of continuous change from a lesser state to a greater state. And in this new series, 50 Shades of What, we're going to evolve our love by examining how we've loved in the past, learn from it, then love better. Say love. Learn, love better. Now, we ended that last series, Blueprints for a Banner. You're learning that it's time for the evolution of the church, which comes from the word ecclesia, meaning a called out people, which means the church isn't a building. The church is a people, which means we're not a monument. We are a movement. And 1 Peter 2.9 says we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Would you encourage somebody, you're going to touch them at least six more times and just say there's something special about you. Yeah, the reason you still got breath in your body is because there's something special about you. The reason you couldn't fit in with average folk before is because there's something special about you. The reason that that car accident couldn't kill you is because there's something special about you. You weren't sent here just to pay bills and die. You were sent to woo and to reign and to conquer and to subdue. Lay your hands on yourself and say there's something special about me. Now watch this, watch this. Although in that text, 1 Peter 2, 9, the word call is past tense in the text, it's always present tense in our lives because to evolve, God constantly calls every area of our lives out of darkness, that's what it was, and into light, that's what it should be. And guess what? That process can be messy, that process can be uncomfortable, and sometimes you might even need a painter's apron. Touch your neighbor and say, sometimes that process can get a little messy. Say, sometimes that process can can get a little dirty. Say, sometimes that process can get you a little stained. Say, but that's just part of the process. Say, don't give up on the process. That's just part of the process. Y'all got me a slim fit apron or something? Okay, what's this? (laughs) Now, 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 what's this? What's this? What's this? Say, I'm evolving. Oh, I says, but you can't quit on God nor faithful church attendance because you're evolving. And often in that process, things don't seem clear. Things aren't black or white or even gray. Sometimes it seems like what? 
got my paint. Now, I'm not an artist. I need you to know this. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor. Bishop is not an artist. No, no, I'm not. But, but I know how to draw a heart. Kind of. Now, I'm going to put this in one of them art galleries in Cherry Creek and sell it for about $7,000. Hallelujah. <laughs> no, that's literally. Sometimes you go in and be like, that's $7,000? I can get the King's kids to make that. What are you doing? They say the process is messy. Uh -huh, watch this. Especially when it comes to how we love. But love is super important, church, because God is love, according to 1 John 4, 8. And John 13, 34 through 35 says, what proves we're Christians is not how much scripture we know. It's not how much we beat other people up. It's not how many rallies we attend. What proves we're Christians is how we love one another. Somebody say love is important. But see, Matthew 24, 10 reveals the problem because Jesus said as time progresses, people would be offended easily. People would betray one another easy. People would hate one another and love would grow cold. And the message translation of Matthew 24 says that people's love would be a heap of ashes, meaning it'd be burned down because of disappointing and hurtful experience. And let's be honest, many people are there, which is why it seems so easy for people to say they love, but it seems very few people show that love. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, now, so before you evolve your ass, let's define love according to the Bible because you cannot do what you cannot define first. Amen. All right, so watch this. First, you need to know about love according to Colossians 3.14. That teaches us that love is a decision and not an emotion nor a feeling since we can put it on. Yeah. Say love is not, love is not an emotion not. nor a feeling. Here's why it's not an emotion or a feeling because those change. Love is a decision. Say it's a decision. And first, first Corinthians 14, in fact, teaches us that we are to pursue love, and all pursuit begins with a decision, which means, watch this, if your love is an emotion, you don't have love, you have her sister, which is lust. They, they, they seem the same, but they're not the same. They got the same last name, seemingly, but they are not the same. Now, now check this out. Secondly, about love, we got to understand from 1 John 3.18, it teaches us that talk is cheap and action speaks. So then watch this. Love is a verb. Say action. And 1 Corinthians 13 shows this as Paul defines love by what it does. And the whole passage that Paul gives, you know, we'll get into it later in the series. Love is patient. Love is kind. All these things. That whole passage can be boiled down to what are called the five love languages or love actions as taught by Dr. Gary Chapman. And here they are. Number one, words of affirmation, which means love speaks. So watch this. Here's what sometimes a lot of times folks will say. Well, I, you know, I got love in my heart for you. You have a noun, not a verb. Because if your love was a verb, it'd say something. Would you, would you touch your neighbor and say, if your love was a verb, it would say something. No, it ain't enough for me to just think you love me. I, I need you to say something because, watch this, sometimes we know it, but we need to hear it. Because, watch this, we receive love through words of affirmation. Here's the second love language or love action, quality time. Which means love spins. I got love in my heart for you, but you ain't got no time for me. If you ain't got no time for me, you don't have love for me. 
And watch this. For everybody who says, I'm just so busy. No, 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 no. It's just not important enough. Because there's only two things that are true about people. The first is people do what they want. The second is people do what they want. Which means if you wanted to make time, you would make time. But because it's not love, you can't find time. You ain't that busy. Here's the third love language or love action as Dr. Chapman teaches. And it all really comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It boils down. We'll get into the specifics of 1 Corinthians 13 in a moment. The third is receiving gifts. Praise him. Say love gives. What was me? I got love in my heart for you. You ain't gave me nothing. It's crying in church. Especially for those of you who say, you know, I don't need nobody to give me nothing. I just, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. You probably really need some gifts. Say receiving gifts. Say love gives. Here's the fourth love language of love action. Acts of service. In other words, watch this. Love says, how can I serve you? What can I do for you? I, I know we like to talk about what you can do for me. Love says, what can I do for you? Mm-hmm. Touch your neighbor and say, what can I do for you? All right. And finally, this uh, fifth love language or love action is taught by Dr. Chapman is touch. Now, 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 say love embraces. This is one of the reasons why we do harvest hugs and harvest handshakes because it's not enough for us to just say love God, love people, love life. Uh, we got to show that some way and that's what we embrace for. That's what we hug. That's what we do handshake. That's what we do that for. Now, here's the message, church. We spend time trying to love people better and even God better, but we never learn to love ourselves better. And Jesus said we'll love people as we love ourselves. So the solution to loving God better and the solution to loving people better is evolving our as and loving ourselves better, which is really an equal sign. Now, Bishop, what do you mean? Uh, uh, Love your neighbor as equal to yourself. You know why it's been so difficult for some of the friendships you've had, some of the relationships you've had is because, watch this, you were trying to give something that you did not give yourself. It's quiet here. You can't give to anyone else what you don't give to yourself. So I want to give you three next steps you can take from this message to evolve your as. Say, I'm evolving my as. Here's the first thing. Start forgiving yourself. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Verse 25. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your father in heaven may also forgive your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Watch verse 25. And when you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, touch your neighbor, say you're in anyone. Forgive him that your father in heaven can also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, uh, neither will your father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Look at me, church. We've all had failures. We've all had mistakes. We've all been foolish. We've all been out of order. We've all sinned. We've all transgressed and even been iniquitous. What does it mean to sin? To miss the mark. That's a mistake. What's transgressing? We willfully deviated from what we knew to be the truth. And we've all walked in iniquity. That is in generational curses. But if God can forgive you, you must forgive yourself. Notice the text says anyone. Well, anyone can include you touch your neighbor say forgive yourself now here's what I know uh, most people probably thinking this man I forgive myself let me let me let me ask you a question to really test if that's true uh, because proof you haven't forgiven yourself is that you're still struggling to forgive others if you're still struggling to forgive others, that is an indication that you have not yet forgiven yourself. And notice, watch this, watch this. The text says anyone which can include you. Watch this. Bishop, I, uh, I think I've forgiven them. That means you haven't. 
Bishop, I feel like I've forgiven them. That means you haven't. Well, Bishop, how do I know? How do I test it? Because you still have anger toward them. When you think about it, you your blood still gets a little warm. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Can anybody be honest about some folk that truth be told, you were like, I said I forgave them, but truth be told, the moment I start talking about it, I start speaking in tongues that don't need no interpreter. The moment I start thinking about it, I start crying, which means I'm still dealing with the emotions of it. The moment I start reliving it, I start saying to myself, why was I so dumb? Why did I do this? Why did I tolerate this? You haven't forgiven them, but here's the truth. You haven't forgiven you. What have you done that you're still torturing yourself for? What have you done that you're trying to play Jesus and get on the cross for? Well, Bishop, but you don't understand. It doesn't really matter because when he hung on that tree and when they pierced him in his side and when he shed his blood, he said, I don't care what you did. I don't care when you did it. I don't care how you did it. This is forgiveness for you. Would you have five your neighbor and say, forgive yourself already? I know you knew you shouldn't have been in that relationship, but you did it anyhow. Forgive yourself. I know you wish you were a better mother, but you weren't. Forgive yourself. I know you wish you were a better father, but you weren't. Forgive yourself. I know you wish you didn't make those bad financial decisions, but you did. You're going to have to learn how to forgive yourself. Check it out. If you don't do it for you, no wonder you don't do it for others. No wonder why you're a scorekeeper. It's tit for tat with you. Well, you didn't call me back. Well, you didn't call me back. Well, you didn't text me. Well, you didn't text me. Okay, y'all ain't going to sit in the The whole middle section got silent over right there. Proof you haven't forgiven yourself as you're still struggling to forgive others. And this is the reason why often it's difficult for you to feel forgiven for God, from God. And the truth is, is maybe you're not. What do you mean, Bishop? Well, because he said... If you hold anything against anyone else, including you, he can't forgive you. So let me ask you something. Is beating yourself up over what you did last year and what you did, watch this, this morning and what you did, watch this, yesterday. Is beating yourself up worth not being forgiven from God for? How many folk made mistakes? How many made a who burnt of mistakes? Not bunch, burnt. We got to add some letters to it. Look, everybody has. So stop thinking there's something unique about you as it relates to making mistakes, as it relates to failing. See, that's why I got the apron on, because see, this could be a messy process. This can be a dirty process. And, 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 and the reality of the matter is, is that's just part of the process. But touch your neighbor and say, but I am evolving. One of my favorite things to say is I may not be where I want to be. I think I got some witnesses at this 915, but I thank God. I thank God. I thank God. See, you may not celebrate my progress, but I know how to celebrate my own progress. I may not be where I want to be, but I thank God I'm not where I used to be. Why? I'm evolving. I'm... Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Say your name. Say forgive yourself. Well, Bishop, you don't know, you know, when I, was, when I was watching this TV show the other day, uh, about this uh, Cedric the Entertainer and, uh, and some show, I only know it's called, some show and he's a pastor. That's funny, Cedric is a pastor. And I was watching the show and, he was and, and, and when Cedric was a kid, apparently he burned the church down and it was his father's church and he burned the church down and so later on in life, his daddy never knew that. 
And so his daddy was trying to get this other guy who knew this information about him, and he was basically holding it over his head uh, and holding it, watch this, and holding him hostage by what he did. You missed it. He said, listen, if you don't do this, I'm going to tell your daddy you burn his church down. Well, watch this. Here's, that's the game that the enemy often plays with you because you haven't forgiven you. Watch this. He says, well, listen, I, what about this? And so you're held hostage in your own life. But I dare somebody to just say, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Which means I may have done everything you said that I did. And the truth be told, I'm not saying we should be proud of it. But the truth is, is while we may have done everything they said we did, we are not who they say we are. Because if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. And behold, all things have become new. Somebody holler, I will forgive myself. Here's the second next step you can do. Spend time with yourself. Spend time with yourself. Now, I know what some of y'all are thinking. See, this is why I just go home and sit and stare in the darkness. That ain't where I'm going with that. Here it is, Matthew again, Matthew 6, 6. But you, when you pray, go into your room and shut the door. Now, notice he didn't say bring nobody else in there. See, your neighbor's problem is they don't like being alone. Watch this. And, and that's why they often miss snakes because they just want somebody present. You, you didn't hear what I just said. Uh, sometimes you will not pay attention to the fact that the folk around you are snakes because you just want to have somebody present. But I'm here to tell you to love yourself better. You're going to have to learn how to be by yourself sometimes, which means put the phone down for a little bit. Turn the TV off for a little bit. Turn the music off for a little bit. Spend some time with you. Well, what's this? What's this? What's this? He says, but you, when you pray, and I was teaching about prayer, there's a principle I want to extract. Go into your room, and when you have shut the, your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place, and your father who sees you in secret will reward you openly. Jesus was teaching about prayer, and there's a principle I want you to extract uh, about spending time with yourself. Most of us, uh, we, we, we don't spend time with ourselves, watch this, in prayer and worship. Now, you missed it, church, because what most of us do is we spend time but in pain and worry. That's why you need folk around, because when ain't nobody around you in pain and you worrying about stuff. Right, okay, it's quiet in church. Well, I says, for some of you, the most agonizing parts of your day are your drive to work. Because you're sitting there just worried about stuff. What am I going to do about this? And what am I going to do about this? And what am I going to do about this? And Jesus said, listen, he said, I want you to spend time by yourself. He says, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to do it in prayer and worship because that strengthens you so that you won't be in pain and worry. And watch this. That sounds really simple, but here's the truth. Let me prove that it's not a priority for you because you don't have it scheduled. You just kind of go through the day and just, well, I think I'm going to go spend some time. I'm going to go pray now. I'm going to go. Where you, it's not scheduled, which means it's not a priority because whatever you prioritize, watch this, you plan. So it's very difficult to love yourself when you hate being by yourself. It's very difficult to love yourself when you all think about it. When was the last time you just did something you by yourself? I've said this several times before. When was the last time you took yourself to a movie? Now, I says, married folks, I know you're probably going to have to send verification selfies. You're like, ain't nobody else in here. See, it's just. 
Well, why you don't want to take me to the movie? I'm just saying, I don't understand why you won't want to take me to the movie. He's supposed to be mad. You're like, hmm. What's her name? <laughs> don't look at me like y'all don't know what I'm saying. Are you going to the movies by yourself? I'll drive you up there. <laughs> you know, they acting like your daddy walking you in the movie, escorting you. Go on, be seated. Be seated, right? All right. I'll be back to get you with about two hours. I'll be back. I'll be out front. Talking about she going in the movie by herself. So you may have to send some verification. <laughs> Here's the deal, though. Here's the deal, church. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. If you don't enjoy being around you, watch this. Who else will? Now just, just, I know this is super simple. I know this is super simple. I know that I didn't, I didn't give you no Hebrew words, no Greek words. Nope, nope, I ain't doing that thing. Because we're just evolving our as. If you don't enjoy being around you, who else is going to enjoy being around you? If you don't enjoy your company, who else is going to enjoy your company? See, watch this, watch this. If you always live for the approval of others, you will die by their disapproval. Now, I'm not saying you should just live a ratchet type of life where you don't give any consideration to what you do and how it affects other people. No, that's called being a sociopath. What I'm saying is, is that if uh, people always got a cosign, well, do you like this? Do you like this? Do you like I like it. It says you ain't buying it and ain't paying for it. Touch your name and say, spend time with yourself. And Jesus says, when you pray, go into your room, shut your door. He, he was saying, I want you to spend time with yourself. But he says, I don't just want you to just sit around thinking because you'll think yourself into a mess. I want you to spend that time in prayer and worship. And when you spend that time with yourself, you'll learn to like you. You'll learn to love you. So then when you come around people, you have something to offer more than drama. Question. When people see you coming, what do they say? Oh, God. When you text, does, peop, does, does, does someone's blood start to, oh, God? Or do they have a smile on their face? And let me tell you how you know, because if you don't have one, they probably don't have one. What's number one? Start forgiving yourself. Number two, spend time with yourself. Here's the third one. Speak life to yourself. Speak life to yourself. Y'all with me, church? Proverbs 16, 24, pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bone. Soul is your mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. Check it out. He says, pleasant words are sweet to your soul and it's health to your bones. Leave that verse up for a moment. In other words, he says, some of the health challenges you'll face, let's make it very pragmatic, come because you don't know how to speak life into yourself, so death prevails. How are you always sick? Now, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Bishop, there's no correlation. Of course there is. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Then the love it shall eat its fruit. Scripture says we're going to give an account for our idle words. This means whatever you're seeing is something that you said. He says pleasant words. And sometimes you got to just keep building, even if it falls. <laughs> Touch your neighbor and say, that's just part of the process. So you can think you were ready to uh, watch this because uh, three of the letters fail, one of the letters still up. You can think you're further along in your love walk with somebody else to only discover it falls apart. But sometimes when it falls apart, it's finally coming together so you can see what you really got. Think you're going to fall on me. 
I'll preach you. Proverbs 16, 24. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweet to your soul. I got I, I confess, I used to, I used to um, love dessert. Somebody said yes. I just love dessert. I'd have dessert with breakfast, dessert with lunch. I know it doesn't even make sense. I dessert with dinner. I, I, I lived for dessert. And a restaurant used to have this dessert called a paradise pie. And that's exactly what it was. It was paradise on a plate. I could have one and then two and then three and then four. It was phenomenal. But, 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 but here's the deal. <laughs> oh, there it is. Oh, my God, they have a picture. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Let me tell you, that contributed to Big Bishop. I've lost 95 pounds uh, over that season. But I'm not saying that for applause. I'm just saying that, that the reason it was so hard to lose that 95 pounds it's because of that right there. That's the devil. You want to know what the devil looks like? There it is. And people are like, oh, let me have some. Be like, nope, get your own. Get your own. Get your own. I love me. And so this is, get your own. I'm going to take good care of myself. Here's the point. We, anybody else, you like sweets, like desserts, like, you know, chocolate, whatever. Okay, here's, here's the point. Here's the point. We like it because of how it makes us feel. The Bible says pleasant words do the same thing. Pleasant words are like paradise pie. But to your soul, your mind, your thoughts, your will, and your emotions. Watch this. You like hearing stuff from other people. Question though, what do you say about you to you? It's quiet in here. I know y'all looking for some Hebrew and some Greek. I'll give you that next week. What's this? What do you say to yourself about yourself? See, if you say nothing, no wonder why you feel empty. And I know we live in a selfie-taking, photo-posting, computer-love world. Y'all remember? Com- you don't know that one. I'm going to need you to learn that because I'm doing that for altar call at the 11.15. Imitation. Computer love. Watch this. Computer love. All right, watch this. Now, <laughs> now watch this. <laughs> watch this. There you go. Learn that song over there. All right, watch this, watch this, watch this. So watch this. We live in a selfie taking, everybody taking selfies. Even those that ought not. A photo posting, computer love world. But that's not proof you're loving yourself better. In fact, it's the opposite because my question is, who are you trying to convince? When I'm happy, I don't need you to see me being happy. I'm happy. That's the culture we live in. The culture is, is if I want to be happy, look at me happy. Who are you trying to convince? Because when you love you, what someone else likes or looks at is irrelevant to you. It's quiet in the church. Now, watch this. The Bible says that those pleasant words, they're like a honeycomb. Say a honeycomb. It's sweet to your soul and it's health to your bones. What do you say to yourself about yourself? You're so dumb. 
You're so stupid. You always make the same mistakes. What's wrong with you? Why can't you get anything right? Why, why can't you do this? Why? Well, well that's why so-and-so didn't want you. That's why this didn't work out. That's why this didn't work out. That's why that didn't happen. You know, you always just this. You always just that. Touching him and say, what do you say to yourself? About yourself. No, 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 no. Think about it. Think about it. What's, what's one of the worst things you've said to yourself that you can say in church? Now, you're in Harvard, so, you know, you got to you know, be real, but just Jesus real. Just move the core. It's one of the worst things you've said to yourself. Let's have an interactive church for about 30 seconds. One of the worst things you said to yourself. Stupid. Not good enough. Don't matter. Hate you. Good stuff ain't going to happen anyway. I think that's what you said. Who? Not pretty enough. Not valuable enough. Not smart enough. Forgetful. Not skinny enough. Not thick enough. I think most folks be like, yeah, I want to be able to say that about myself. I want to be able to say I ain't thick enough. Because baby got, okay. So <laughs> now, now think about it. We've all not a good enough mother, not a good enough father. Not a good enough this, not a good enough. We've all, we all know how to tear ourselves up. Don't we? You don't need the devil. You got you. You will tear yourself up in a minute. How would you forget that? How would you do this? You're such a dummy. You just don't do nothing right. You ain't thick enough. You ain't big enough. You ain't this. You ain't. You ain't a superwoman. Oh, yeah, I don't know the song. Okay. Do, you, you, you beat yourself up. And let's just be honest. How many of us in the last 30 days, you had a little beat-up session with yourself? Just, just Maybe you didn't say it, but you thought it. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. L- look at that verse, Proverbs 16, 24. The book says, somebody say the book says. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb. We're going to fifth gear. We're about to close. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb. Sweetness to the soul. So check this out. Here's what unpleasant words are like. They're like a bee. They sting. Got it? And that also then means not only, see, see, pleasant words are the honeycomb, but unpleasant words are the bee. And then check this out. It says it's sweetness to your soul. So then unpleasant words would be bitterness to your soul. So now wonder it's so hard for you to give somebody else a compliment is because you're bitter. It's bitterness to the soul. See, the opposite of something being sweet is something being bitter. It's bitterness to your mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. And when things are bitter, it's very difficult for them to be better. Look what the Bible says. And it's also health to your bones, which means what you say to you about you has the ability to give you health. You hear what I'm saying? Okay, check this out. Uh, uh, I want to give you one more verse. Can I give you one more verse? Proverbs 16, 27. Proverbs, the book of wisdom. Say, I'm evolving my as. Now, I'm saying it like that so you don't get my as. 
Proverbs 16, 27. Uh, 16, 27. An ungodly man digs up evil and it is on his lips like a burning fire. All right, church, I know I haven't shouted you a lot yet, but touch your neighbor and say, let's go ahead and shout. See, it says an ungodly man, watch this, digs up evil. To dig something up means I'm looking for something. And the word evil means contrary to. That word ungodly in Hebrew means worthless and unprofitable. And to dig something up means I'm looking for. Evil means something contrary to me. So now let's read it in context. Watch this and read it with understanding. That means a worthless, unprofitable man finds something contrary to himself and then says it to himself. Which means, here's what the Bible says. Uh, watch this, watch this. Uh, it's no longer time for you to be worthless or unprofitable and keep looking for evil or negative things contrary to you to say to yourself. So you did make a mistake. How long are you going to keep punishing yourself for that same mistake? Maybe you do need to thicken up. Maybe you do need to slim down. But how long are you going to keep saying you don't have what it takes? See, the reality is, is that the enemy is sometimes the greatest enemy that you'll ever face. And if you don't evolve your ass, you're not going to be able to love God well, and you're not going to be able to love people well. Touch your neighbor and say, it's evolution time. So here's the practical takeaway, church. I encourage you to create seven daily declarations. These are different than your seven specific goals we learned about in Blueprints for a Banner Year. Watch this. Seven daily declarations that you speak life over yourself every single day. See, so rather than saying, I'm not thick enough. Or, I'm too thick. Instead, say, I'm just right. Now, I know, I know, I know the issue. Two issues are going to come up. One. People are going to say, well, Bishop, I don't, I don't just want to say stuff that's not true. Well, truth be told, you lied before, so don't act brand new. <laughs> but here's the reality. The scripture says we're supposed to call things that be not as though they were. Amen. Which means, watch this, the power of a daily declaration or the power of a confession is such that even though it's not, I call it what I want it to be, not necessarily what it is. Which means even if the truth be told, using that same analogy, if you're, 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 you're too thick or you're, you're too thin or whatever, if, if the reality is that's the reality, then here's what you got to do. You got to speak what you desire to see, not just say what you see. Because as long as you say what you see, that'll be the only thing that you see. So instead, I'm just right. What's going to happen? All of the energy in your life is going to flow towards those pleasant words. Which means, watch this, you've been trying to get yourself to go to the gym or do this or do that. When you begin to have these daily declarations, energy is going to begin to flow towards what you're speaking. And so now, watch this, you're going to begin to rehearse what it is that you say that you are. And then before you know it, you'll be it. You, you didn't hear what I just said. You didn't hear what I just said. See, see, energy flows towards your words. And by energy, I literally mean energy. I literally mean your attention, your time. Uh, energy flows towards what it is you speak. Energy flows towards what you declare, which means, watch this. You can sit there and say, I'm just not good enough. Or you can say, because of Jesus, I have everything I need and I have every skill I need. Now, is that necessarily true? No, but I call things that be not as though they were. What's going to eventually happen? I'm going to acquire every skill I need to acquire. I'm going to have everything I need. Because the book says he's given us all things. I feel like preaching here. He's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Which means I got it. I may not be able to see it. But if I keep on speaking it, I'm going to see it manifest. Would you touch your name and say speak life over yourself? 
Stop saying how bad your debt is and start declaring how debt free you are. Stop talking about how bad your life is and start declaring how great it is. Stop talking about how crazy your children are and start calling them mighty men of valor. And Shut your neighbor say, call things that be not as though they were. Try that other neighbor say, neighbor, you're going to have to call things that be not as though they were. Which means stop talking about how bad your husband is and just start declaring that you're a better wife. Stop talking about how bad your wife is and start declaring you're a better husband. Stop complaining about what's going on and start changing it and speaking life over yourself. Somebody holler, speak life. Seven daily declarations about you. So rather than saying, people crazy, Instead, say, I bring out the best in people. Got it? Instead of saying, ain't nobody loyal. You say, I have the most loyal people around me because I am loyal to myself. You know what the trip, the trip is? Watch this. The reason we have to evolve our eyes is because, watch this, oftentimes we're expecting from people what they don't give themselves. And we're disappointed because they don't give it but if they don't give it to themselves, who the heck are you? If they're not valuable enough to give it to themselves, what makes you so much more valuable to give it to you? It's quiet, church. Seven daily declarations. I am more than a conqueror. I'm focused on what matters most. I'm just giving you some examples. Seven daily declarations where you speak life over yourself. And I know it might seem, oh, you know, Bishop, that's cliche or whatever. No, it's Bible. Oh, Bishop, you preaching power, you know, uh, uh, positive thought. Uh, yeah, yeah, like you should have positive thoughts. I don't understand. I mean, come on, let's not say things that sound unlearned and lacking a level of erudite knowledge that would make one wise enough to speak. Right? Especially, watch this, especially if you grew up in a household where you heard a lot of bad stuff. You ain't pretty enough. You ain't this. Fix your hair. You think you all that, don't you? Make one of your confessions. I am all that. Sure am. And if you don't know, that, don't uh, that doesn't devalue me just because you can't afford a rose. Everybody can't afford. You know. Okay. Because here's what we'll do. Sometimes we'll bring our value down to match the declarations other people have about us. Because we don't have any declarations of our own to stand on. So if you're a lady, you say, I'm pretty. Or if you, you know, you know, from another part of the city, be like, I'm fine. <laughs> another part of the city, I'm a dime. <laughs> dime means on 10. <laughs> best of the best. Okay, if you're a man, you say, I, I have the leadership qualities I need. I've got what it takes. Here's the point. Here's the point. Seven things that you speak over yourself. And I encourage you. I've taught on this a lot before to get some series. If you don't know where to start, get some series. But you got to have seven daily declarations you speak over yourself and you say every day. So, number one, say next steps to evolving my as. Now, again, I, I know you didn't shout and run around church. I'll shout you in a minute. Doesn't anybody say we'll shout and run around in a minute? 
but I, but I need you to learn how to love you so after all that shout, you know, go home and get depressed. I, I, I need you to learn how to love you so that after all that shout, you don't go home and cuss your kids out and cuss your spouse out. It's quiet in church because church folk are notorious for shouting in here and getting out there and be like, where did the love go? Okay. Start forgiving yourself. You got to forgive yourself. I, I, I learned something about myself. I, I used to be, I used to be, used to be, used to be, I've conquered this, um, but I used to be, I used to be really uh, tough on myself as it related to uh, not um, always making the best investments in people. Because I used to get, I used to get mad at myself and be like, God dang it, how in the world did I miss this again? And that's how I missed it. But like, how didn't I see that person was a snake? How didn't I see that person was a Judas? How didn't I see that? That's how I missed it. Okay. Say, I got to forgive myself. So start forgiving yourself. Number two, spend time with yourself. Turn the, turn the phone down sometimes. Just flip it over. And just leave it over there. Somebody said, don't turn it on. Well, make sure somebody can reach it now. If it's an emergency, you got to have somewhere to be reached now. Folk thinking you went AWOL. I can't reach it, you know, like, uh, what's love got to do with it? You seen anime? With me? Jackie don't know where you're at. Your mama don't know where you're at. Everybody look at me. It's a movie. Uh, spend time with yourself. And then number three, speak life to yourself. Now, 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 now watch this church. T- touch and say, neighbor, this is such a simple message, but an easily missed message. You will, watch this, you will never be able to love your spouse well. Never. You'll never be able to love your children well. You'll never be able to love God well unless you love you well. Okay? So, so I know you got plans. Are oh, you going to have a banner marriage this year? Ain't happening unless you're a banner you. I know you got plans for how you're going to have banner kids this year. Awesome. But that's not going to happen unless you learn to love you and evolve your as. First Sunday, church. If this was fifth Sunday, if this fell on fifth Sunday, it would be slightly different. But today, evolve your as. Father, we thank you for your word today. We honor you. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews. So you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. To those who visit Mickey D's for their favorite breakfast item and then go somewhere else for coffee, give this Mickey D's brew a second chance. The glow up was real. Try any size iced coffee brewed with 100% Arabica beans for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pay.
pair it with a savory sausage McMuffin with egg for $2.79. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.